Hey, this is Melarita Lucy, and you're listening to the Rough Concept Podcast. After that first breaststroke of line wash paint, I was good as hooked. <laughs> and I started this process with what I thought was a creative block, but I quickly realized that I just needed a new medium to create with. I had just released a collection of work and wanted to do something to take my studio in a new direction. I had already had my favorite piece in the room, the Isabel bookshelf that I bought in 2020. You know, we were all shopping online, buying plants and making banana bread. <laughs> Guilty. She was my inspiration for the space. It had been a few years since we moved into the house and I moved into this creator space and it was a bit stale. Yeah. White walls, white desktops, white shelves. Yeah. So I dove headfirst into this project. When this all started, before I fell madly in love with line wash paint, I searched high and low on the internet to find the right shade of paint. I knew I wanted color and texture and movement, but I was not finding that at Home Depot. Everything seemed so flat and uninspiring and just not what I was looking for. So I went back to the drawing board. And I got back on Pinterest. <laughs> That's when I saw it. A soft textured terracotta lime wash wall. That was it. I was obsessed. And one thing about me, I love texture. And I use it a lot in my work, if you've seen it. There's something about it that feels so welcoming. Like I can show up just as I am. And I just love it. The imperfect unfinished look to remind me that I'm still a work in progress that I don't have to strive for a level of perfection. And it would be a perfect reminder in the space that I created, right? So I knew whatever shade I chose, it had to feel like that. Once the paint was delivered, after weeks of me monitoring and tracking and waiting for the UPS truck to pull up, we, we as me and my husband, who I'm always dragging along on these creative adventures, started organizing to remove the clutter in preparation to get the painting party started. That week was everything. I woke up every day, turned on my music, and painted my heart out for hours on end. Whatever I was feeling in that moment, I left it there on that wall. And it was so therapeutic and fun. I couldn't get enough of it. I didn't have to neatly apply strokes. I could just be free with it and make a total mess. And I did. It was liberating and exciting. And once we finished painting, you could not tell me nothing. Every single day for months, I would wake up and walk around the corner to that studio just to see it. Listen, it's so beautiful and refreshing, and I'm a lover of sunlight. So coming into this space and seeing the sun come in and seeing like this shadow of leaves just moving and hearing the birds in the morning, it just does something to me. And it does amazing things for my creativity. So, and it's wild how it all worked together and inspired me to make videos and showcase my own art, create content for clients. And I came with it, y'all. And take my own branding photos. It was everything I needed. This is how I take this journey. But what I love about the creative process is that it's not the same for all of us. Take a listen and learn how this creative navigates their process. I'm Colville, which stands for four things that I feel like that as an artist I bring to the table, which is craft, onward, 
versatility and lifestyle. I've been an artist for, I lost track of time, I think like over 10 years now. Um, I've been freelancing, self-employed for six years of that. And um, yeah, I'm multidisciplinary, which is like under the umbrella of all things, different mediums. So I paint, I draw, I do murals, I've done basketball courts, I've illustrated, I've art directed, I've done capsule collections, anything that allows me to flex the creative wings, that's exactly what I'll go for. So I'm a big fan of color psychology. Um, I did a deep dive on it like maybe like two years ago um, when I started to really like actualize the power of color. Um, and mind you, as artists, we utilize colors to depict all different types of nuances. But like for me, it's like I want to feel it. And so when I'm in my space and I have to imagine what my space is like, I feel like it's a big hug. And so, <laughs> so, so my, so my lighting is very warm. Like on this side, I have like a magenta and then on this side, I have red in front of me. I also have another magenta and then I have like red over there, but it creates like this, this hue of like, you're good, you're safe, you're warm, um, you're protected. And it just gets me like in my body and I'm able to like really tap into creating without any kind of bounds, if that makes sense. So usually like the the pink realm, like the magentas, the fuchsias, the pinks, they kind of like really tie into like love and kindness. And when you look at red, most of the times people think of like energy and, and pulsing. But in psychology, usually if you were to change your bulbs to like a more deep red or into like a poppy red, your body starts to like calm down. And like, it's usually like at the end of the day, your body starts to calm down. And then you're able to like transition from work to sleep better. If you're if your lighting is different. If I was to be under fluorescent lighting right now, I would constantly be energized and annoyed because it's like the, the lighting around me doesn't isn't really a conducive environment to be in, especially when you're working for long hours of a day. Um, so when you think of like fluorescent lighting, I already think about like offices that are like admin and things of that nature. But if they were to incorporate either magentas or reds, your body would start to feel at ease and calm. So like, even though I create really energizing bodies of work, my body still needs to be at a level where it's like, I'm calm, I'm cool. I, I, I can handle this workload. So I have three levels of speed when it comes to how my, meaning if it's, it's different every time, it definitely fluctuates. Um, but I would say like level one is like, I mood board. I mood board, I sketch, I do research. I like to see what's on the market, what have brands done before, what have artists done before, because I'm trying not to like cross those paths at all. So. Sometimes I go into like a very traditional prep where I'm mood boarding, sketching, ideating, and researching. My second level is sometimes I feel really confident where I can just dive in for, for that first draft. Once I, oh, I, I, I wish all of them were like that. <laughs> but I can, when I hear the brief and I close my laptop after the call, I'm like, I know exactly what I want to do. Um, and then the third speed, which is my personal favorite and not everybody else's personal favorite is I usually wait like three to four days before the project is due. And then I work on it. you be stressed as hell. You like, you start to go into a crisis. You don't know if art is what you want to do, but then at the end of it, you're like, oh yeah, I did that. 
<laughs> that's been a work in progress. Like my partner and my manager, they're just like, there she goes, you know, not, I'm not surprised. And mind you, like, is it the most sustainable thing? No, but that's why I have three speeds, you know, like I have the options to really do it right every which way, but at least I have my options. And I feel like being an artist in today's society looks so different than it did maybe 10 years ago. So it's like we as creatives and artists are really learning to have to to adapt at quick speeds and trying to like pivot and figure out how to now translate our bodies of work into this algorithm. So it's like there's a lot of things that are changing. And so I think our our process needs to change with that and be flexible. Um, because if not, then we're just going to be butting heads between trying to execute an idea and then our creative process. And they, they need to marry each other. That's a reoccurring thing all the time. I feel like whether it's brand projects or if it's like my own work that I'm creating here in the studio, I think it's every opportunity I get to create. It's another opportunity for me to really explore myself and get to know myself because as artists, we're continuously evolving every single day. Like whatever work I created yesterday, I don't think it would be the same today because I'm always evolving in that craft. So yeah, something that I learned about myself is that like, yeah, I am... I am not a perfectionist and I don't believe in the idea of perfection. I, I think that my work is going to always evolve and I'm okay with that. Like, I love the fact that I can look back five years ago. Would I show that? No, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, I appreciate it because I understand that like my intent then is the same intent as of today, just to continue to get better. And, and, I, and I love knowing that about myself. To hear more from this conversation, tune into the Rough Concepts Artist Corner episode this Friday. Just as an artist selects colors and shapes and tones to evoke emotion, we have the power to shape our own physical surroundings too. I believe that the spaces we live, work, and create in affect our moods and feelings and overall well-being. And did you know that warm tones such as shades of red and orange can stimulate passion and energy and creativity? And let us not forget the common embrace of cool colors like blues and greens, which evoke tranquility and enhance our ability to focus and reflect. By understanding the impact of color on our emotional state, we can cautiously select hues that amplify our creative flow. Let's talk organization. (laughs) I know, I know it's challenging for me too, but it's important. Okay, quick story. A few weeks ago, my chiropractor was adjusting me for elimination. You know, sinuses, digestion, and also like our emotional elimination, right? No, for real. It happens and it's incredible. And I know TMI, but it's the third episode. And if you made it this far, we're technically friends at this point. So stick with me, friend. But he also meant elimination of things that no longer serve me in my home. And this is what I know. Whenever I walk into my space and try to create with a messy studio, like it doesn't really happen all the time unless I'm like super focused on what I'm doing. So he's right. And we all know that decluttering spaces or purging things freeze our mental space as well. And if you're like me, your creative space is probably like an explosion of color and chaos. Okay, let's be real. (laughs) But we need a little order, you know, maybe like a little organized chaos, if you will. And I don't know about you, but when I walk into my creative space, I want it to feel warm and inviting and inspiring. 
a space that reminds me that I'm enough, what I have to create is enough, that I'm safe and free to be my absolute self. So when you think about it, just as a garden requires the right conditions for flowers to bloom, artistic souls thrive in an environment that fosters inspiration, freedom, and self-expression. And curating the space to help us creatively thrive is pretty much like a form of preparation and like low-key self-care. And I believe that each of us has the potential to create an environment that's uniquely our own, a place where we can unleash our creative spirit and express ourselves. When you walk into your creative space or a space that you like to create in, how do you want it to make you feel? Like consider the colors and the textures and the objects that hold personal meaning to you. And if there's anything that you should remove or add to make you feel even more connected to your creative self, like what would that be? How can you curate a space that truly reflects your artistic essence? Thank you so much for joining me. I hope that today's discussion sparked your creativity and inspired you to embrace your unique journey. Don't forget to share your thoughts, stories, and creations with me using today's creative prompt from the episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes, leave a review, and let's continue to support and inspire one another on this incredible journey. Until next time, keep creating.